What's up, people? We got a brand new MMA Rose podcast. I'm here with one of the best fighters uh, ever, probably. You're probably in the top 50. You're in the top 50, easily, right? 50. Top 50, you think? Maybe, no, but I appreciate that. That's a compliment. I think you're in the top 50. That's true. Jake Ellenberger, uh, top 50. I mean, look, you. You knocked out uh, Jake Shields, uh, who was the number one contender. Uh, you knocked out um, Nate Marquardt, right? Yeah, yeah. Nate Marquardt was also a number one contender. Uh, strike Force middleweight champion. And he was also Strike Force champion, right? But but didn't he fight for the, he fought for the title in the UFC, right? Didn't he fight Anderson Silva? He fought Nate. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So so he was also he so, yeah. So and then you beat Pele. Uh, who was also, uh, you know, a guy that beat Matt Hughes in the first round. So I would say that you are in the top 50, um, which I appreciate is, that. <laughs> is pretty amazing. Not many people can say they're the top 50 in what they do of all time. Like, I don't know many people. Yeah, that's, that. so, that's true, and I appreciate it. It's a compliment. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is, uh, is legal in California, so get it delivered right to you at speedweed.com. Uh, so there was some great fights over the weekend. Um, well, we'll go over those. First of all, uh, I'll talk a little bit about, about my, my week before we get into that. So I had a couple, I had two kids that came over, kids that I coach wrestling, um, that were like, their parents were like, Hey, our, our, our kids tested negative for COVID. They, they're starting a season next year. They're in eighth grade. Can you do some private coaching? You know? And I was like, I got a wrestling room back there. I was like, sure. Why not? Uh, they were going to, you know, the father's going to pay me, but yada, yada. Great kids. Probably the best kid I ever coached. He, the kid won the tournament three times. And it's also hard because now, like wrestling, people think that wrestling is a, a seasonal sport. It's not. If you want to be a good wrestler, you got to do it 12 months out of the year. Maybe, right. maybe a month I mean, off here. But. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like any, almost any sport. I mean, like I remember when I was in high school, you know, you, you could play – it was almost more intramural. You could play, you could do something for baseball. You could do something for fun, but like if you want to be competitive and actually, yeah, right, you know, and, compete. Especially, <laughs> you if you're, especially if you're going to be a freshman on the wrestling on the high school wrestling team, because that's that's always the hardest. You know, anytime you're a freshman, <laughs> like when you're going in as like brand new, especially if you've had a lot of success in middle school or even in high school. Like I mean, you know, how many times in high school I'd meet these guys that were like state champions. And then their freshman year, their record was like five and twenty. Uh, yeah. You know, in college, it's just a different. It's a different. You know, so, so the, the oh, father. Sure. I mean, that's, that's pretty. I agree. Yeah, that's pretty much like the 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 hardest year. I, I mean, freshman high school, freshman college. You know, that's really like you find out uh, the the reality because you know. And, and I for I got a quick example. My a good buddy of mine, Tom Neely, he was a four time state champ in Nebraska. Um, he had a full ride, I think, to Iowa. And uh, his first big match, I think he wrestled a guy, Zach Robertson, who was a fifth-year senior at Iowa State. And it was, you know, I think he was a close match. He loses by a, a point or two. But, you know, Todd hasn't lost in four years. He's, you know, he's not used to lose. He's a true freshman. This kid's a fifth-year senior. Uh, and that was just hard to deal with. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think a lot of people – 
freshman, those freshman and sophomore years. Like if you make it through those two years, kind of like a boot camp in the military. If you make it through freshman and sophomore year, like you're going to have a, a, a great junior, senior, you know, next couple of years. No, it's true. I mean, there was, there was a kid who wrestled uh, in New York. He was a five-time state champion. Like probably the, the only kid ever to do it. And he wrestled for ASU now. He's on the ASU wrestling team. I think last yeah. year his record was like seven and four or something. Like, and this is a five-time state New York state champion. It's just a no. different. It's a different it is, thing. Man. Uh, Greg, you're kind of like when you go from, you know, like it's like a boy and a man. You know what I mean? You got guys that are still developing. They're, whoa! <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Wean Dog, how are you? And Greg is on us. So anyway, so this oh, kid's right father, on. this father hit me up and said, "Hey, can you help coach my kid?" And I'm telling you, even just have first of all, these kids were not in great shape. One of them threw up after the warm-ups. Uh, and, warm-ups. And, and, and like they were saying, like the kids were like, man, I, I ran, I lifted, but this is wrestling shape's a whole different kind of shape. You know, like they hadn't wrestled in a couple months. But it felt so good to coach again. Uh, just to be, you know, th- like I'm telling you, after this whole lockdown is over, if, if we make it out alive, just the little things in life. You're gonna appreciate so much. Oh my god! Uh, That's awesome, dude. So, so that was it, and then, uh, and then I, I actually took my kid to, uh, I uh, took my kid to the park, and because like they have this little, you know, little for there's like four kids now, the five kids that her Zuga class, a bunch of little kids, you know, playing around, and the teacher wears like a face mask, of course, you know, to and all the parents are wearing masks. It's it's, it's kind of sad in a way, but at least it's like something. And my wife is, comes with me on Saturday morning, and she's wearing, like, a shirt, but you could see her nipples, like, you know, like, you could... Yeah. And I was, I was like, Brie, you're not going to wear that. She's like, well, I guess I'll... What, you think I'm, I'm going to make the babies jealous? Uh, I was like, that's, like, of course, that my jealous? wife... breastfeeding and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, that's kind of a funny joke. Um, but, yeah, Wait, and then you I... come from court? And I, I know, right? That's, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that, doesn't it? I actually have an audition to play a lawyer. So, oh, wow. I oh, okay. to, so I actually had to, do, I was just getting ready for it. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be roasted. I completely forgot about it. So, but, but <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. That'd be okay. oh, looking good. That's all. You look good. By the way, if you go to court now, virtual court, which they have, do you get dressed up? You do, right? I wouldn't. I mean, no, I would. I, mean, no, I would do exactly what I'm doing now, which is dress up. From the waist up, if you look, yeah. if you look at this, I'm actually wearing shorts uh, <laughs> right there. This is literally just for a waist up shot that I have to do the, uh, today. So that's what and I'm doing. And then, I, I, then uh, Friday, I did a Zoom comedy show. And I'm now, uh, I'm like, I've run out of audience members. Like, I'm now hitting up people that went to my, uh, the high school with, you know. Like, hey, remember me from high school 23 years ago? Do you want to come to my, <laughs> my Zoom? <laughs> you know what's funny is I was wondering if that was gonna happen because, you know, you do it every Friday. Yeah. And, well, and, and so I was like, I was like, and, it's, and you headline it every Friday. I mean, yeah. it's your show. And I, I do one once a month. And, I, and I'm like, I still hope I get people to come again. You know well, what I mean? Well, I have, well, I have, a, lot of, I have a lot of regulars. And I, I, off the air, I'll tell you, I just booked a special. So I, I'm, I'm filming a special, like a like a legit special, like in like next month. So I'm actually really happy that I'm doing this, you know, because I don't. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to so, stay in practice. Who for? Who are you shooting it for? Uh, I'll, I'll tell. I'll, Can you say? No, I'll give you all the details off the air. Um, oh, okay. So, well, that's awesome. Congratulations, Adam Hunter. Yeah. Finally, right. But uh, but so but one of the things is is that 
so I invited a bunch of girls I went to high school with, and a couple of them I had like crushes on, you know, like and like now we're all in our forties, you know, they still look look good. But I was like, yeah, this is what I do. I, I just uh, uh, it's not even a real comedy show. I just pick girls that I used to want to bang in high school, and, and now I just I'm like, look at me now, aha, uh -huh, I'm on Zoom. <laughs> like, don't you wish you could have had me? Anyway, let's talk about the fights going on. Uh, so Derek Brunson versus Edmund, I called it. I fucking called it. I said, this dude is not ready to be a gatekeeper. I think that like fighters get super insulted when they know they're being the gatekeeper. When all of a sudden you were the hot prospect at one point and now you're the guy to make the other guy shine. And a lot of guys take that very personally and they're like, fuck that, like not so fast. And I'm really happy that happened with Derek Brunson. It was a great well, fight, dude. I, yeah, it was a great fight, but I mean, and that was the other thing. It wasn't just, I mean, if you're going to make somebody a stepping stone, don't make them the main event. You know, <laughs> I mean, usually those guys are usually, you know, third, four down the card, but they made it the main event. Yeah, he yeah. was going to show up, but I mean, he surprised the lot. shit out of me. Now, yeah, now that's a lot to come into. I mean, especially like, like you were saying, it's like, you know, he's relatively, I say Edmund's relatively newer in his career still, and jumping in, you know, to a main event, but, uh, I mean, yeah, Brunson's no joke, man. He obviously, he beat some incredible guys. It was, a, he, you know, he did a great job. No, I don't think it was a talent difference, because I think Edmund is super talented. It was strictly, I think, a cardio thing, uh, a pacing thing. It just seemed like Edmund was just out of gas. Like, he was just spent. Um, do you think that, Jake, is a lack of preparation? Do you think it's nerves, emotions? Or do you think it's just the guy that got everyone out in the first round and doesn't know how to prepare for a three-round fight? Well, I mean, I think it's a combination. You know, it's it's nerves. Like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot more things coming into play when you're the main event or the you know co-main event, main event. Like I said, there's a lot more media, there's a lot more attention. So there's a lot of, there's a few things moving there. But uh, no, absolutely, it's like it, it's it's the same thing. The whole wrestling versus striking. There's there's a lot of different energy systems you're using. So it's, I mean, it's a uh, you know, it, it was it was a lot for him to take on. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a skill issue either. I think it was, yeah, he got tired, and obviously he got hurt when he, when he was tired. You know, he was yeah, people are saying he got exposed. I'm like, no, I don't think it was an exposed thing. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. he just ran out of gas, like, early. Like, See, I didn't think he ran out of gas. I thought it was a power difference. I thought that Brunson just had so much more power. I don't think he was get, used to getting hit that hard. Really? You know, I, and I – I mean, because they even said in the first round that – Eben had a lot more power than Brunson. Uh, it didn't look that way to me. And Brunson, I think that power, once he took a couple of, that's what really slowed him down was taking those shots to the face from Brunson. I, 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 for me, I thought it was more about power than about stamina. Uh, Ween Dog? Um, I was completely wrong on this fight. I thought Edmund would win. I was very surprised. I think Derek Brunson, you know, he has, what, 10 more fights in the UFC, 15 more fights than Edmund. I think it just yeah. came down to experience. He knew to pace himself and not to sure. – I'm talking about Derek. He knew to not just go, you know, full hog wild in the first round like he normally does and yeah, just chase yeah. him down. So um, oh. I was really curious about what you guys think. Should the fight have been stopped at the end of the second round when – he, when Derek landed that big ass elbow like at the bell, what do you guys think? Well, that, really, just to piggyback on what you were saying, I think that sure. uh, you know, big experience to that. Like you, Brunson fought smart. You know, the first round he was very patient, so that that sort of impressed me about him. He fought very smart the first round. He didn't he didn't put himself in danger like he said in the past with other guys like the, uh, right. Time. And that was a departure for him, though, right? Like this is like a new right. thing for him to, to to pace himself like this, right? 
All right, this is this yeah, yeah. is, this is okay. Well, just so you guys know, this was the text from uh, my friend Jay Chris. Hit me up before the fight. He's just getting into MMA. He goes, "Who do you think is going to win?" The guy's a huge underdog. I'm learning MMA. He looks like blah blah blah. Do you think it's a uh, hype? Because I go, listen, I go, Brunson's going to win. He's been in bigger fights. He's a vet. The other guy's unproven. Brunson's due for a win. He's a guy that hasn't reached potential. I have a feeling he's pissed being a gatekeeper. Fucking bull. Look at that, people. Okay. Call me fucking Miss Cleo, okay? Because I had it all fucking right on that one. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I wanted to fucking show you guys. Anyway. No, but... Well, great and, job, Adam. You want to pat on the... No. Yes, I do. I, I do. No, no. I think Edmund should not have... Look, the guy was done. In fact, I was actually kind of annoyed at Brunson because I went in the second round, he had this dude out, and he was kind of pacing himself with his punches. And I'm like, bro, get this fucking guy out of here. Uh, didn't it seem like he was a little bit holding back in the second? Maybe he didn't want to expend his energy? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really think that. I think uh, maybe he didn't realize how bad he was hurt. I don't know. There's a lot of things, you know, the ref certainly had a lot better of a viewpoint than we did, but uh, it's one of those things. Would it be, would there be a lot of objection if they stopped it? I don't know. Probably not, but it's hard to say. You know what I mean? I don't know. A lot of people were calling for the, you know, when they show all the texts. <laughs> that run on the screen now, all the all the tweets, yeah. and and I mean, a lot of people were saying, "Don't let him go back for the third round." And he did legit look like he was out at the end yeah. of the second. I thought, especially when he was calling for, didn't he call for the doctor to come take a look at him, like in between? Like, I, yeah. I to me, once that happens, I, I don't know. I thought they shouldn't have let him go back out there in the third. I, well, I was with everybody that was tweeting that they should just... Well, we'll see now, because I feel like, you know, there's a hammer and a nail, and anyone can be the hammer when it comes to fighting. Not anyone, but, like, a lot of guys could, could, could win and win early and win big, but it's how you come back, right? Look, this dude, sure. might, come back. This dude might come back. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know. A lot of fighters have come back and have been amazing. I mean, GSP lost to Matt Hughes early on in his career. A lot of guys, you know. Now, but what I don't like is, like, it seems like, when a guy comes out hot, there's a huge hype train behind him. And when I say this, I mean this guy, Shamayev, right? He was 2-0 and in the UFC. And already people are, like, talking about him fighting Conor McGregor. And I'm like, like, let's fucking relax on this yeah. guy a little bit. Like, come on. I mean, I understand we all like undefeated fighters, but there's levels to this shit. You know, um... For example, Sean O'Malley versus Cody Garbrandt. Those two are going at it right now. Uh, I just think it's too soon for Sean O'Malley. He's got a, I know he's gotten some pretty big wins, but Cody Garbrandt is at the top tier. I mean, the top of the top. Let, you know, let's, let's, let's slow down our, our, our roles a little bit. I know we're all looking for the next big thing, but let's really let this guy earn it, you know. It, now, Edmund, did you guys feel like physically he wasn't – I don't know. It, to me, physically, he didn't seem like he was fully developed yet. And I don't so, mean that as yeah, an insult. I'm just saying, I mean, when you think of the UFC fighters fighting at that level in a main event, I mean, there's a certain amount of physical uh, ability. He's, 20, he's 23 years old. He's, he's not going to like, I mean, he's pretty he's developed as he's going to be. He's not, he's not 15 years old. I mean. I know. It just, I don't know. It didn't, uh, to me, I just, I, I did physically, I was good. I was looking at him like, because I know the story. He started when he was 12 and everything. And I just expected him to look much more like, uh, you know, what you expect from a UFC fighter fighting in a main event. I didn't, I was a little worried about it that way. Jake, you? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things thrown at him at once. Um, 
Yeah, 22, man. That's like 22. What, like I think about what I was doing when I was 22. I mean, he's very, I think, mature for his age. And again, it's just a good experience for him. You know, Brunson weren't you a Marine a at 22? What are you talking about? Weren't you like in the Marines, you fucking weirdo, at 22? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying I wasn't made of any UFCs when I was 22. So. Yeah, but you were like a Marine slash fighter slash badass. I mean, let's talk about what Greg Wilson was doing at 22. I mean, like that's a better <laughs> example. Like, I, I wish I could even remember. I really have no idea. I, I no, you know, you someone has to tell me. I have no idea. How many times, Greg, <laughs> in your life have you snorted cocaine out of a girl's butthole? Uh, maybe three. I mean, that is not. It, it is that was not an every weekend event. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> but, but listen, when it comes up, you just you keep riding that train, baby. Listen, uh, yeah, but a couple times, were in the, you you worried that it wasn't all just blow that you got up? Yes, yeah. There was one time. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a real thing. <laughs> I was like, whoo, there's some sprinkles on that donut. How many times have you done blow out of a girl's butthole? Oh, zero times. I've never done that. Dude, you're missing out. You got to get in. You got to get in. I mean, well, it's probably too late now. I can't do it again. My wife isn't going to let me do that. So I'm, uh, I'm off that train as well. We know hey, listen, you. guys, I'm sorry. I got to go do this audition now. Right, I just wanted to check man. in with you guys. I love you guys very much. Sorry about this. Oh, you got to roll? Take care, man. Take care. Right, good you one. look good, man. You look good. Thank you. All right, that was uh, that was Greg Wilson. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for the opportunity to snort cocaine out of a girl's anus to arise. I will gladly take that challenge. But don't you have a girlfriend? Okay. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna have to do it when she's not paying attention. She's not looking anyways back there, right? She's got her head down in the pillow, so I just gotta do it quick, get my cocaine out that I don't have right now, definitely not in my nightstand, and just sneak it in there, dude. All right, so let's talk about, uh, I, I've done cocaine twice in my life. Uh, one time a girl did it off my, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, then, and then offered me some, and I was like, all right. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well, right? You yeah. Know? So anyway, uh, JoJo versus Maya. Uh, speaking of uh, nice buttholes. Yeah, well, oh, I was curious, what do you think about that? I thought that, look, I'm a big JoJo fan. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, fr I'm friends with, with John Wood, great guy. Uh, yeah, he looked sure. off. I mean, yeah. something was off. Uh, she, her striking, she's a world-class striker. I think she's won some Muay Thai, like, tournaments back in the day. She's, and yeah. for a world-class striker to be outstruck by Jennifer Maya, who's a jiu-jitsu woman, um, something was not right. She threw up after the fight, said she wasn't feeling well. Or she passed out. She passed, what, yeah, yeah. I think she passed out. Uh, what do you think? Do you think, like, has there ever been any fights for you, Jake, where you just felt off? For sure. I mean, there's just night. There's just, you know, it's like when you wake up, there's days where you just feel off and you're not clicking. But uh, it is, it's weird, man. Even like, uh, like Maya, she's a jiu-jitsu specialist, obviously. And it's, you know, it, it, some of it's just opportunistic. She, you know, she's, she's throwing, she's like, just think about it. If she's fighting somebody who's a kickboxer or even a boxer, like, you're not going to sit there at range and then try to out-kickbox them at their range. It's, it's just, being able to, you know, be efficient, be effective, you know, and, and I mean, but I agree. I do think uh, something looked off with JoJo and, uh, you know, you know, we can move on. Hopefully she can, uh, I'm sure she'll bounce back though. But I knew like right away, like sometimes like you, you watch the fights and within the first 20 seconds, you're like, Ooh, this person is not on their game. And then you yeah. got to wonder like, okay, I guess it's tough for a fighter because you're like, well, do I pull out like the day of, because I'm not feeling well. Yeah, no way, can't do it. I so it really quick to kind of, I guess, relate it to myself. But I had so many fights where, same thing. I'd have people who'd be like, "Dude, I can tell within five seconds if you're gonna, 
be you, be Jake. You know what I mean? That feels like, even for example, when I and I would think about that, like how how you start, it's kind of like how you start is going to be how the fight's going to go. And there's a lot of truth to that. I feel like even when I fought Matt Brown, it was like, all right, let's let's if we're going to fight, let's go. Like you got to because I was typically always a late starter, and you don't want to be playing catch up in this game. And so it's one of those I knew if I could come out starting starting hard, you know, we could have a good night. Was that the first time you ever threw a kick in your life, by the way, that fight? <laughs> no. I, I thought you knew the story. I actually, that that specific kick, I drilled that kick for like four months with uh, Giga, my buddy Giga in Chicago. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the kick to deliver, you know, because, I mean, he's had, like, he had trouble in the past, you know, with some certain taking body shots. But no, yeah, we, we actually. has like a button on him, where if you press the button, he goes down, like right there. Like if you could just get that button right, it's almost like a Mike Tyson's punch out. Deliver, it's the right side, yeah. Uh, I know it. But if you can't get that, Matt will win. Uh, I remember that. I was like, man, I didn't even know that you even knew how to throw a kick. Like, I've never seen you throw a kick before in, in your life. I was, really? <laughs> I was, I mean, when have you ever, I've never seen a fight where you throw a kick. Maybe a low kick here and there, but to fucking make rain. Yeah. Um, now, Vicente Luque versus Randy Brown. I want to talk to Jake. This is, I'm curious, because Luque was on a, was on a tear. He was on a, like a three-fight winning streak. And yeah. then he fought Wonderboy. And I had bet on Luque win that fight. And he loses, yeah. and then he wins his next three fights. Okay, Randy Brown. How did that fight go real quick? What with uh, Thompson? How, how did that fight go? I, Thompson just me. outstruck him. It just, okay. just basically just beat him in a karate fight. And I think there are certain guys out there that their losses, but they're just they're so good at that one thing that it's probably really hard to train for a guy like Stephen Wonderboy or Damian Maya or uh, I don't know. Let's let's say. I mean, wrestling, you could probably find a lot of good wrestlers, but they're so specialized that I almost, like, think of that loss as, like, a, an asterisk. Like, yeah, it's a loss, but you're not going to find another Wonderboy out there. Uh, right, right. For a guy who, um, who, who called Wonderboy, am, am, I, am I right in thinking that? I, I would agree. I think it's, it's, it's tough because, first of all, there's not very many – think about how many guys are exceptional at one thing that can still compete and win at a high level. Not many. I mean, like, yeah, Maya, the Askrins. I mean, there's people that are very – but they're, they're the best in the world at that one thing. So it's, it's hard to stop. But even, like, Askren, like, okay, you could, you could, you could walk into any gym in, Calif in, in the country and find 20 D1 wrestlers, you know, whereas uh, you're not going to find a guy who's, like, a 10th Dan karate fucking stylist uh, who's still competing in MMA. It's just right. – I mean – you're not going to find a guy – maybe you'll find a jiu-jitsu guy, but, like, not at the level of Damian Maya, just because there's so many wrestlers in the country. Um, but there aren't that many guys that take karate to that level. So it's got to be hard sometimes. Like, like who did you bring in to – sure. Who did you bring in to train for Wonderboy? Um, I, had, I had a few guys that were just more so, like, kickboxing, like, getting used to that range and in-and-out kind of style. But, uh, yeah, I had sparred with Michita. But, again, it's, it's really hard to – just literally train for a few months for a uh, specific style. But, and, uh, you know, it's one of the things, like, my, my whole, what, leading up to it, what I said kind of got taken out of context because people, like, you know, people think I'm just laughing at karate. It's like, wait, listen, oh, oh, pump the brakes in it here because there's not, how many people can fight, I should say, real, real fight MMA um, and, and compete and win that are karate guys? There's two that I can name them. I don't know. I don't know anybody else. Do you? 
uh, MVP, um, Wonder okay. Boy, MVP and Wonder Boy. I mean, uh, yeah. Who else? Who else? But there's not a lot, right? Who was who was your, who was your second? What's that? Who was the other guy you were thinking of? Oh, uh, well, I, I said uh, Machida, but oh, Machida, yeah, right? Machida, yeah. Machida, MVP, and Wonder Boy, right? Yeah, those three. Yeah. Well, yeah, being yeah. able to use that and 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 actually win or be so good that there's discipline and be able to compete at a high level, it's it's nearly impossible. No, I, it is, and I, I remember like when Matt Brown fought um, Thompson, he was like. Yeah, he's 187 and 0 in karate. He's like, I'd be fucking 8,000 if I put a, put a bunch of, you know, cab drivers and gym teachers and yada yada. So, I mean, I think that, and Matt Brown toughed him. That was, I, you know what, I'm surprised Wonderboy even came back because that was one of the worst beatings I've ever seen was Matt Brown versus Wonderboy. And that was Wonderboy, he beat the shit out of him. And Wonderboy came back and has had a great career. I think that he's also a guy that, I think he gets looked over a lot because nobody wants to fight him. Because you know that you're going to have to train a whole different style of fighting. It's probably a lot easier to fight a guy like John Fitch than Wonderboy. Uh, of course. You know, because you it's can... It's a lot easier to prepare, yeah. To prepare. I mean, the actual fight a guy who's a grinder like John Fitch is... Nobody wants to fight John Fitch, but, but I'm saying as far as like, you could... Yeah, so anyway. Uh, so that I'm saying that, that loss of Vicente Luque, I think is... People are like, oh, well, he lost to Wonderboy. But I'm like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to fight a guy like Wonderboy. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, if I was coaching you, Jake, and I was like, all right, you got to put Wonderboy fight, what do I do? Fucking, you know, bring in a bunch of karate guys? I mean, that's not even going to, what's that going to do? You know, they're not MMA karate guys. So, uh, also, Bobby Green versus Bonato. You know, I was happy about Bobby Green because there's a guy who, I remember when I was hanging out with Cody Bollinger and those guys over at, uh, Riverside MMA, I forgot the name of the gym. They were all saying that Bobby Green is the best in the gym. That this dude in the gym fucks everybody up. And I'm really? like, well, why do you get knocked out by Poirier in eight seconds? Or why do you get, you know, or why is he not fighting to his level? I think a, a big problem with Bobby Green's fighting is that he curses so much in his fights and talks so much shit that these judges are like giving the close fights to the other guy. Because they're like, fuck this guy. They're sitting there while the guy's like saying the N-word, whatever the fuck he's saying. They're like, man, they're, the clothes fights are not going to Bobby Green. And I, um, I think it might be because he talks so much shit in these fights. But uh, he's great. And I'm happy for him because he's a guy that yeah. I think that like, he's a streaky fighter. He's a dude that loses five and then wins five and then loses three. But, you know, I'm happy because uh, a guy like him, I think is good for the sport. And I think he's, Maybe, yeah. this, you know, maybe let's turn things around. Uh, yes, he's exciting. He's exciting to watch. You know, that's a big part of it. And he's obviously got some momentum right now. So it seems, yeah. seems like a cool cat. I don't know, but he seems like a cool cat. So Now, the first fight of the card, Cody Durden against Gutierrez. Uh, so really, we go back to the, uh, the Luque fight. Uh, yeah, what yeah, did you, yeah. What did you make of that? Uh, I thought Luque won. Oh, oh with, as far as, like, lifting him up and kneeing him. Um, I always thought that that rule was kind of stupid, where if you have one finger yeah. on the ground, I feel like um, I understand it, but I just feel like uh, people were gaming the, they were gaming the system, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that if, if you're going to make MMA as close to a real fight as possible without somebody getting their neck broken, you know, then you can't have these like 
bizarre rules like the 12 to 6 elbows or if a guy has one fingernail on the fucking ground, you can't knee him. Because now all of a sudden it's becoming like a, I don't know, it just seems like it's, we're, we're, we're cheating the system a little bit. So I'm happy that they changed the rules now, but it's gotta be hard because I think that this dude thought he was safe. Randy Brown in his mind was like, oh, I can't get kneed because my hand's on the ground. And then he lifts it up and whoa, he's out. So yeah. I think it's- Did you bet on Luke a? What? Or did you pick Luke a to win? Uh, yeah, I, thought, I picked Luke a to win. It's hard because a guy who's six foot two, 170 pounds in Randy yeah. Brown, is, is a hard guy to pick against because another guy that like you're like it's like Stephen Struve it's like like where do you find these fucking six foot two guys that are what well, it's hard to train for those guys and Randy Brown actually yeah. it sh shows that he's he's really good he's really tough but I yeah. but I but I knew when he was when Randy Brown in that fight landed like a spinning back elbow or something that was really nice and Luke just laughed at him at the <laughs> same time acknowledged it like hey that was good. I knew Brown was in trouble because if another guy's like, hey, that's a good shot, nice work, it's almost like he's, he's really comfortable in there. And he, yeah. he knows something that's going to happen that's going to happen. Where do you think Luke A goes from here? I think he's a top five guy. I mean, he won six out of seven yeah. fights, you know? I agree. He'll get a big fight. I, I assume he'll get a big fight next. Somebody in the top now, five. Ha have you ever punched a guy and had them laugh at you or smile? Yeah, uh, wait, a lot in training. I, I, I'd say Lawler's the only one that comes to mind when we fought, but uh, he's a, he's kind of a different he's a different breed on his in his, on his own. Now, when so like when you hit a guy right and you hit like I don't know twenty how many knockouts you had let's say twenty and and all of a sudden you hit a guy and he smiles at you, what's going through your head? Uh, it depends. First, it depends what you hit him with. If I hit somebody with a right hand and they laugh and they smile, it's like, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you're just jabbing and they laugh. That's pretty, pretty, pretty normal. But if you throw the sink at them and they laugh, you're like, this guy's a psycho. And Have you ever him. laughed at anybody when, when, when they hit you? I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't remember, but I'm sure, I'm sure I did. That dude, when I was uh, when I was wrestling in college, um, for like the month I wrestled, uh, I don't know what it was. I think it might have been like the weight cut or like just like the meat being angry I was wrestling or, but like guys would shoot on me and I would clap at them, like I was such a fucking asshole. Like something like or like even you know how like you you tap a head and you go for a shot or you club a head and you go for a shot. I would just club a guy's head for no reason, and he would. I remember a guy looking at the ref like the fuck you can't do that you know but i think something comes in your head where you're just you just i just lost my mind like when i was wrestling i was just became a fucking dick yeah uh but you, you kind of takes that though because is that what know, I, I get i mean just relating to that like people are like oh you know you're such a nice you're such a different guy you're such a cool guy outside of the fighting and it's like i mean you got to put your mind you know you got to put yourself in the same in that mentality, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes it takes people to be like a, you know, like, like to make you as you guys that are like kind of out, out of their mind, but sometimes it takes, it takes to get there to be, a, you know, to get to be the successful or wherever. Well, I remember, my, I remember my, my, my junior year, I was like a defending like state champ and this dude fucking pinned me and he screamed at me going, Ugh, while he has me in a head and arm just screaming. 
And then, he, and then I ran five miles every week just thinking of this guy screaming at me for the entire five miles. That's all I would think about. And then I, I wrestled him again in the, in the New Englands in the semifinals. And I was like, and I knew that in order to beat him, I had to get on his level of, because he was an intimidating guy. So I'm like, come on, yeah. what, what you, you want a piece of me? Like, it'd be, and like, to me, it was like, in order to beat a guy like that, I had to, I had to like show him that I wasn't afraid. I don't know, have you ever fought a guy like that where you had to show him that like he can't intimidate you? Um, no, I mean, not that I, I don't know, I, not that I can recall, but I'm sure, I, I don't know, I, I think I had 20 fights too, I don't even, I don't remember, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, do you know what you had Did you beat him, right? Adam? Did you beat the, the Yeah, dude? I fucking beat him. I beat him six to two. I actually, I, ha- nice. I actually hit an ankle pick, uh, which I never hit nice. an ankle pick, when, like 30 seconds late, like, it was just right there. I was like, shit, I, first time I've ever hit an ankle pick in my whole wrestling career and the last Did time he pushed his head down when he tried to get up uh well yeah i had i had i had a, I had a collar tie and i just went Doop! and then i almost i almost had him on his back and then his, his brother i think he was puerto rican or something his brother started yelling at him like you little white boy beat you and like it was all racist so i was actually super Damn. happy on like a lot of different levels uh now cody durden versus gutierrez right so he was a guy Obviously a good wrestler because he had that all-American tattoo on his back. That's when you know a guy's like, uh, when they have that fucking American. Um, you know, he won the first round. They called it a draw. He took him down and controlled him the whole time, but did no damage. I mean, and they gave him 10-8. And I have a problem with this. Like, look, as a coming from a wrestling background, I love wrestling. I always, always support the wrestler. But if you take a guy down and hold him there, I don't do any damage. It shouldn't be a 10 8. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. He, like, he ended up losing the next two rounds and they called it a draw. But I'm like, ah, the other guy did a lot of damage in second and third. Like, you can't just hold the guy down and call it a 10 8. I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree. My, my other problem was Martinez, who beat Sands. The guy missed weight by four pounds. Now, he looked a lot bigger, too. You missed weight by four pounds. That's halfway to the next weight class. I don't know, man. I almost feel like the fight shouldn't go on. You should give the other guy the win bonus and the money. Because now yeah, this there needs to be stricter penalties. Yeah, I mean, what do you think the, the answer should be, Jake? Man, I don't know. They always give the other, you know, the fighter the option um, if your opponent misses weight. Which, of course, you're like, yeah, everyone does. But I think there should be stricter penalties from, I don't know, from the commission or from, I don't know, whether it's suspension or... Some people said that you should start every fight 10-9 the other guy, the guy who made weight. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, but yeah, maybe I mean, I maybe in a bigger fine. I think about it. Someone said, "Man, fifty percent of your of your you lose fifty percent of your purse if you don't make weight." How many people would miss weight? Probably not as many. I yeah, know. I mean, you'd never miss weight, right? I, I would certainly hope not. Fuck. All right, so the fights this week because right, uh, we're waiting for Gerald Marichard who got coronavirus. He, uh, he's supposed to come in. Uh, so, uh, 
uh, and then we got uh, we got Don Fry coming in as well. Uh, but awesome. let's talk about uh, uh, let's see if, if Don Fry can figure out technology. Uh, I, 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 I feel your pain, man. Uh, by the way, congratulations to your birthday. Uh, who uh, your your daughter turned one, right? Yeah, she did. Thank you. So Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I sent you a card. I, I know uh, Crystal Leah did too. Um, but, you know, uh, have birthday to Jake's daughter. Um, Thank you. Thank you. No problem. So this week, Ben Henderson versus Michael Chandler. Ben Henderson is a guy I went to go to watch. Uh, I was at Arizona. I went to the the lab in Arizona, and I watched sparring day, and I watched Ben Henderson beat a bunch of UFC and Bellator guys every round. This dude goes fucking, it was wild. And while he's holding the guy down, he's talking to his wife about groceries or picking up the kids. I mean, this dude, talk about multitasking. I, Ben Henderson just went through everybody. And I was like, wow. Which made me appreciate Michael Chandler a lot more because Michael Chandler dominated Henderson. And it's one of those things where I'm like, man, like imagine seeing like the best guy you've ever seen and another guy beats him. Now, why are they having this? It seems like the only guys that Chandler can't beat are the Pitbull brothers. I don't know. It seems like those guys have his number, the fucking Pitbull brothers. But everyone else, Chandler beats. Uh, who do we like in this fight? Bellator, Friday night. Jake Ellenberg. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a great fight. I need to be a little a more competitive um, than their first fight. But I think uh, I think I think Chandler gets it done. I think he'll get the decision, the nod. I agree. He's also a guy that everyone keeps forgetting about. Like, Remember, Chandler was, like, at one point, the big star in Bellator. It seems like everybody just has gotten, like, people just have moved past him, not talking about him as much. And I think that he resents that because uh, I don't even know why. I mean, the one fight he lost, he, like, tore his ACL or something, like, or his foot, his foot fell off during the fight. Uh, and, then, and then he came back and beat that guy. But uh, I like Chandler. Now, Matt Mitrione is fighting um, Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson's a guy that used to fight for the UFC. He's an Army veteran. He's from Omaha or, or somewhere around there. I think Fargo, North Dakota. He, um, he's an Uber driver at one point. Was also worked at, at a uh, strip club as a bouncer. Good dude. Just a good country guy. He was on a three-fight losing streak, about to be cut. He was the gatekeeper. They threw in Tyrell Fortune with him. Fortune was an undefeated stud, and Tim just knocked, knocked him out cold. So he's coming off that, that win. Mitrione's a guy that, like, every time you're like, he's going to win, he loses. Every time you think he's done, he wins. He's <laughs> one of those guys that you're just – I know. It's, it's hard See, to – It's hard to – It shows up. It, it is. It's hard to bet on them, too. It's, it's tough because, I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of write him off and, and he's, shy. he's like, whoa, okay. I mean, was it the Fedor fight? Look at that one. Yeah. He beat some nope. good guys. But... The double knockout fight, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, That's but... heavyweights, though. You know, heavyweights, can, you know, you land one shot. It's like not even necessarily who is the better fighter, per se, but it's who lands first. But, like, Ryan Bader just destroyed Mitrion. I mean, just ran through him. Uh, Tim Johnson was, is a good wrestler, all-American wrestler. Is he going to stand up and strike with him? That's the way he can lose. Or is he going to use his wrestling? Uh, but Tim Johnson almost never uses his wrestling for some reason. Um, funny Mitrione story. So McCorkle told me he flew him out to Vegas to spar with him. 
and every day told me he was going to pick him up at like 10 a.m. Didn't show up one day uh, for the entire week. Put him up, and McCorkle just went home after, after a week. Just basically just gave him a free trip to Vegas and never showed up to one day of sparring. That's uh, Matt Matreon. Uh, I happen to like Matt, though. Um, also, A.J. Agazarm. You know him? I do. I actually know both, him and Chris. Uh, yeah, so, so A.J. Agazarm's a guy that uh, did, did Wing Dog leave? Everyone's leaving this fucking thing. Um, AJ Agazarm's a guy that, uh, you know, he wrestled for OSU. I think he might have, like, walked on. Uh, good wrestler, solid dude. Great at jiu-jitsu. I think he plays some big tournaments. He hangs uh, out with the Diaz brothers, always posts these crazy drunk videos with them. He's trying to be, like, the bad guy in a, of, of Bellator. Um, against Chris Lencioni, another fucking character, jiu-jitsu specialist, <laughs> like... Who wins this one? It's a good fight. You know, I've, I've, I've trained both guys, but, uh, you know, I thought Sunshine, uh, he's, he, I think he's underrated, man. I, I trained him, and I was like, wow, he, he surprised me. He's got good submissions. He's pretty good everywhere. So I'd say the more well-rounded fighter, I'd go with Chris. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those two games, too. Can, can AJ – keep the pressure can he take him down and do what you know do what he's better at which is grappling and, and submission so but uh that's a good fight it's a fun i can't wait for that one i'm gonna be a i'll definitely be watching that one what's up joe good news oh. sports keys coming back and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner betonline.ag major league baseball will finally start the summer this weekend and it is in full swing and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports starts to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL. I, that guy was awesome, right? They sat down with Robert Horry, who's a seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. I just have his baseball card. And to get wow. their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called pandemic, visit BetOnline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. I think that Bellator should not put it's on the undercard, which is like, come on, guys, because I think this is like these are two characters. Um, yeah, and, exactly. And, and they're fun. They're fun guys. And I know that AJ lost his first fight. Um, he uh, he lost his first fight ever. And uh, then he was, like, managing Nick Diaz for a while. I heard some crazy stories that I'm not allowed to tell on this about that situation. But um, No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just he was trying to, like, basically, he was trying to, you know, uh, calling up promoters and trying. I don't, I, I don't know. It's not, they're not my stories to tell. Uh, but so, AJ, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that one. Also, Miles Jury versus Georgie Karakanyan. Oh, I didn't know they were fighting. George is coming off a, a loss to A.J. McKee. He got knocked out quick. Um, there's another guy that everyone loves. Georgie says, everyone in the gym says, this guy's like fucking the, like the guy that hasn't always reached his full potential. Uh, Miles Jury, I don't even know why he left the UFC. I, I'm so confused. But uh, who do you think was this one? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Georgie, but uh, it's a good fight. That's a good. I mean, Miles is talented too. He, I didn't. I didn't realize he was in Bellator either. But uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Georgie. 
And then in the UFC, Saturday night. Now, Olnick versus Derek Lewis. I, I think this is a play to, make, to help make Lewis a star. They probably figured when Lewis fights, ratings go up, and they're giving him a guy who I didn't know was on a two-fight winning streak. This guy fights so much, you forget the fights he wins. He, he beat Verdum, and he beat Maurice Green. Uh, so, I mean, beating Verdum, look how good Verdum looked in the last fight. Derek Lewis, man, I mean, he's never submitted, right? He's never actually been submitted. It seems like every fight he loses is a close fight where he gasses out. Uh, oh, no, I think Cormier submitted him. Cormier took him down, and then Greer naked choked him. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, why do, I mean it, it does seem like this fight's going to end in the first round with Derek Lewis punching Olnick and knocking him out. I will tell you, I will be betting the inside, meaning it will not go the distance. So. Yeah, it's not going distance. But it does seem right. Am, am I right? That think that this is going to be like kind of a layup for Lewis? I mean, again, I, I'm, I've been so bad. Every time I pick against Lewis, he's won. It's one of those things. But uh, I don't know. It's a tough I, I don't know a whole lot about his opponent. But, um, again, yeah, Lewis is explosive. If he, if he gets in the, if it ends in the first round, I'm going to go with Lewis for sure. So Olnitz have like 75 fights. He wins by Ezekiel Choke every other time. He's got like 20 Ezekiel Choke wins. Uh, and he's a fun guy who seems like a good – like you can't help but like the guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he, but he does get clipped. And when he gets clipped, he gets hurt. And when he gets hurt, he – I'm going to go Olenek by Ezekiel Choke. Really? I mean, I, look, that would be pretty fucking amazing. Just, okay, so – Here's, so all, all, all you guys that are, like, complaining about my podcast, and we're getting a lot of love. We're getting, like, my last one got, like, hundreds of likes and one dislike, whatever. But just so you know, when doing a podcast, okay, I booked Gerald Mearshart at 12.30, right? He has not responded or come. Then Don Fry says, okay, yeah, I'll be there at 12.45. He's not responded. Greg Wilson was booked, who forgot he had an audition, and Jake is babysitting right now, okay? Uh, and, and thank you, Jake. I almost feel bad keeping you on. And Ween Dog has dropped out of the podcast 75 times. <laughs> my Wi-Fi went out, but then I joined on my phone, and then right when I joined on my phone, my Wi-Fi reconnects, so now I'm back on my computer. So we're and, all good. Okay, and I'm still pulling this together, okay? I, and I hired a babysitter right now, because Word. I want to, and I got my Zola Frostle show. Uh, okay, but so, um, just so you guys know, so you're not like, Spoken podcast, blah, blah, blah. You try doing a podcast with fucking two people that fucking don't show up. One guy who does and leaves wearing a fucking suit, okay? A guy who's Wi-Fi this, and, a guy, and kindergarten cop over here, all right? So, <laughs> so you guys fucking know what I'm dealing with, okay? And I'm trying to go over fights right now, to which the last one, Jake got mad because he was like, yo, next time let me know what we're going to talk about. So I got up fucking early, okay, and posted everyone who's fighting and sent him a thing so that that way he's not ambushed with I don't know what the fuck's going on, all right? Just, just so you know. I appreciate that. No problem. I did that for nobody else but you, Jake, okay, because you're my boy. I appreciate, boy. I appreciate the fact that you're a world-class athlete, okay, and parent and Marine and bodyguard and somebody who sells, I don't know, uh, I don't know what you do, uh, credit card companies to something, okay, and everything else you do, uh, slash professional gambler, all right? So I, I get it, all right? I get it. Uh, all right. 
So, but I had all these questions for Don Fry because I know he didn't watch the fucking fights. All right. And uh, oh, I have additional questions that he might know about, but, uh, and he doesn't show up. And all these questions for fucking Gerald Mearshart about COVID and everything else, who, by the way, is driving back to Milwaukee from Vegas after getting coronavirus and missing his fight. So, that sucks. I will give him, listen, I fucking love the guy. I love Mearshart. He's a really good dude. And I feel for the guy. Okay. And I, but, uh, so, I understand why he can't come in, all right? So I, I, I get it, but he didn't tell me he couldn't come in, but I get why, what, so don't go, I'd be selfish to be like, well, my podcast, this dude's got a lot, he's driving back to fucking Milwaukee after getting coronavirus and making weight and, and weighing in. So I, I, I get it. Hey, that I sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, and then right. drive, yeah, like, I, that's what I didn't realize when John was, was didn't John, would, John would drive back with him? Or was it, was I, was that the? Oh, uh, John Wood. Yeah, when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John uh, Wood, right, right, yeah, yeah, he was. He drove to. I guess people don't want to fly with with COVID, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta figure. Is that why people aren't flying, or I don't yeah, know? Yeah, but I was, his his fighters' fight got canceled, right? And then he yeah. drove back to Vegas. But yeah, why yeah, the yeah. fuck did his fighter ride with him? Why wouldn't he just fly or do something? I don't know, because he didn't have it, right? He was his fighter was. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, I mean, these are all good. I mean, I, I, I you're right. You. Uh, you're absolutely right. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, well, I would have just fly from Milwaukee to Vegas, right? But then you're like, you got to figure maybe you're safer in the car. And yeah. maybe he has he wants to cut weight or something. I, who knows? Uh, but yeah. So uh, this this fight, the next fight we're going to talk about scares me. But by the way, we got Jake Ellenberger and Wean Dog. I don't fucking need anybody else, okay? That's I'm, I'm right, sorry, sorry for bitching. But just so you guys know what I'm going through, Okay, okay, so to give you the best fucking podcast for free. And by the way, I'm sorry there were so many commercials. Okay, that was Wean Dog putting all the commercials in there. No, uh, it was it. No, when we start getting a million views per episode, then you'll see commercials like that. Trust okay, me. Yeah, okay, but by the that way, the commercials, but the commercials are, 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 are off. A lot of yeah. people, by the way, were picking you against Vince. Uh, Vince Michelle got very mad last week, Jake, because uh, Wean Dog crashed his Twitch to promote his own Twitch channel and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, uh, Vince almost killed him. Um, I was, I, th I thought Vince was like joking at first, and then I saw that it was like actually serious and actually mad. And I was like, oh my god! And I had already like gone into like the wing dog character and like went full denial against all the accusations. And he just kept getting madder and madder. That yeah, I felt people, really people, bad. A lot of people had had like <laughs> your back though. I guess we have a lot of annoying Twitch people that listen to our show. All right, so yeah. uh, <laughs> what I'm worried about. Don't worry, Jake. You'll be done by one. You have eight more minutes before your wife gets out. Um, is Chris Weidman versus this guy Akhmedov. Because Weidman has lost five out of his last six fights, all by TKO. Um, he beat Kelvin Gastelum, and he was almost TKO'd in that, in that fight too. I mean, he, Gastelum clipped him and almost had him out. I don't think Gastelum should yeah. be that way. It's all different. Whereas this other guy, Akhmedov, won five out of six. Um, he beat Ian Heinish. He beat Zach Cummings. And he had a draw against Vittori, who everyone's, you know, look how good Vittori's looking right now. Yeah. Tough fight for Wyman. I mean, he's fighting a guy that no one knows who's won five out of six. He's lost five out of six. I hate to say it, but if Chris gets knocked out again or gets stopped, it, he shouldn't be fighting anymore. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's never a question most fighters want to have that honest, that honest question with themselves is, 
when is it time to, to move on? And I mean, you know, Wyden's always had an unbelievable career beating one of the greatest of all time, but it's like, I, I agree. I would say if he cannot, you know, gain some traction, some momentum and, and get over this, this weekend with the win, it's probably time to move on. Now, the other side of that argument though, cause I'm like, all right, well, let's, let, let's make the argument against yourselves, Adam. Well, he lost to Dominic Reyes, Jacare, Musasi, Romero, and Rockhold, right? Right. So those are the but guys. Then are, you, are, you, are, you, are you comfortable being a Here, – here's the thing. It's like, it's, like, it's like Ronda. It's like Connor. It's like when you beat a – when you become world champion or you beat a world, one of the top two or three guys in the world, there's no more easy fight. You know, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you give Whiteman uh, a guy on, on Dana White contender series? No. It's not going to happen. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you can't give a guy like that, especially with what they're paying. And look at the balance sheet. They're paying him a shitload of money. You can't give him a guy who probably who, who should be on a regional circuit. I mean, there's no easy fight. It's just the reality we're in. The same with me. It's like I had, made, I had a few main events. I had, I had a, a couple top five, top three. It's like you're going to face that same level of competition you're the rest of your career. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't expect that either. It's like you're not going to. You're not going to go from fighting world champions to nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, 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 hey, I'm a Weidman fan. Right, but instead of giving Weidman Akhmedov, who arguably, if, if he goes through Weidman as a contender contender, why not give him Tim Boach or somebody that's in that uh, same category of losing last three out of four that's a name kind of that, you know, like why not give him a name that's not going to fucking be a killer that no one's heard of from Dagestan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's, that's the sport we're in. You know what I mean? That's, that's a matchmaking right there. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I would watch the fight either way, whoever he fought, but yeah, again, no, there are no easy fights now. But then again, if he beats Tim Boach, like, so what? Whereas if he beats this guy, okay, I've beaten a contender guy, whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's, there, there, there is that. I, I, I can see it both ways. I don't want to see Chris Wyman get hurt. Um, Chris Wyman's a guy that, like, I think he peaked a little bit. I, I think he peaked in the Silva fight. He peaked in the, in the Machida fight. And he has not been the same fighter. I think Rockhold kind of took his soul, I guess if you could say, like, took, had, had, had his number a little bit. But I don't want to see – Chris is a smart guy, great guy. You know, he made a lot of money. Uh, Don Fry is here. Uh, with his hairy chest out, um, wearing <laughs> uh, uh, Ellenberger, are you witnessing this? I got a run, brother. I apologize. No, you're not seeing Don Fry right now. I know. No, I can't, I, can't, is he, I can't see him. Is he on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Maybe I'll spotlight him. Okay. Okay. Can you see him now? I can. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Don Fry is here. Don, say hi to Jake Ellenberger. His audio is not connected. It, it always takes Don Fry 17 minutes for his audio to connect for some reason. I've never all seen right. anything like this. All right. So, all right. So Jake has to go. Jake, take care, man. Thank you, brother. Good, thank good thank you for you, everything, brother. Thank you. You got it. Wing dog. See you, brother. Take it easy. All right. So Don Fry's here. So we guess we got to wait for, uh, we got to wait for Don to connect the audio. He has probably the best internet <laughs> of anyone we've ever had on this show. People wanted to start a GoFundMe account to get him a better computer. That was actually a real thing. Really? And like better audio. Yeah. Is it still up? 
Uh, no, someone was talked about it. I don't think they actually started it. Oh my uh, gosh! But, but Don is wearing a bathrobe. He's got a cigar in. He's got a white cowboy hat. Uh, he's he's the man. Can you hear me, Don? It looks like a drug dealer from Narcos, like one of the main leaders of the Narcos cartel or something like that. Don, can you hear? Is, is, Don, are you here? Hello. This is the greatest podcast. I don't know if he's talking to somebody or if he's having a stroke. <laughs> Don, are you with us? Don Fry. Hello. All right, people. Well, I did have some questions for Don. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did actually, actually questions that I wanted to talk to him about. Um, Don, are you, hold on. Let me see. Maybe I could help him with, uh, with, this, with this audio. Uh, we need to schedule him for the start of the episode. So when he joins, his audio will connect by like midway through the episode. Yeah, yeah. So hey, Don, we're doing another podcast Wednesday. You want to just come by? Uh, can you hear us? Hello. Don, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, thanks for getting dressed up. How are you doing, man? <laughs> Okay, how are you? I, I see I'm you. Okay. All right, you're 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 in your bathrobe. Uh, you're you're hanging out. How was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? Hell, I don't remember what I did this weekend. Ah, you know what? My daughters came by, and oh, no. uh, we just yeah, we goofed off, had some fun, and um, yeah. Yeah, the rest of it, I don't remember. <laughs> did, did you watch any of the fights? No. I didn't know there was any on. Okay, well, the, uh, there's some fights this Saturday if you want to watch. It's a good fight Saturday. Uh, the Black Beast is fighting. You know Derek Lewis, the Black Beast? Yeah, yeah. He's fighting this guy, Alexi Olmec. Who's he fighting? Alexi Olmec, who's, like, got a record of, like, 60 and – 11 or something. He's All 59 of, and 13. 59 and 13. Uh, he's got 20 wins by Ezekiel Choke. So. Well. <laughs> I guess that, that pretty much tells uh, Derrick Lewis what to stay away from, huh? Yeah, yeah. Have, have, have you ever had anybody tap you by Ezekiel Choke? Hell no, baby. Hell no. <laughs> is, that, is that where they grab you by the balls? Squeeze down real tight. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Has anybody ever tapped you ever? Have you ever been tapped in a fight? I don't. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Yeah. You know, when you get old and you, and you get all beat up, the injuries, you're more beat up going into the match than you are coming out of it. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, it seems like oh. there was a guy last week who missed weight by – he was a one – I think 135 pounder and he missed weight by four pounds he ended up winning but what do you think do you think that they should have the fight if i missed weight by five pounds four pounds you're halfway up to the next weight class should they at that point just say you know what you lost a fight give the other guy his win bonus well let him fight i mean the other guy's been training you know so obviously you know, dot the guy to pay and give it to the to the other opponent. But if um, 
the guy who's overweight wins the fight, and it shouldn't count against the other guy's record, you know? It seems like the guy who misses weight almost always wins. Like it's like some kind of ridiculous percentage, like 80%. Um, and really? Yeah, it doesn't seem fair to the other guy who actually made the weight, you know? Uh, well, yeah, then that, it's up to the, but it's, it, should, it should be up to the other guy. He can, he can, um, let's see there, he can um, uh, take 50% of the guy's purse and not fight, or he could take 75% of the guy's purse and fight. Right, you're right. I think you're right. Now, Colby Covington's a fighter. He was a, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you watched the fight with Usman, a great fight. He's a big Trump supporter, huge Trump supporter. He's, you know, he's he sat down with Candace Owens, Donald Trump Jr. He sort of became sort of like the poster boy for like, you know, the right. And he was talking a lot of crap about his teammates. He him in Masvidal, where they used to train together, and then they now they're enemies. He talked shit about Poirier. He said Poirier was going to lose. Yada yada. He ended up getting kicked out of American Top Team, and start now he's starting his own camp in in Florida. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think that can still be done? Uh, what do you think about bad mouthing your teammates? He's his whole thing is it's freedom of speech. Why am I not allowed freedom of speech if I'm in the UFC and in the training camp? Well, you are allowed freedom of speech, but you know. Uh, if you badmouth your teammates, you gotta expect to get kicked off the team. I mean, hell, when I was at Okie State, I was voted off the team. You know, so. <laughs> Why were you voted off the team? Uh, I lost a match. Um, I lost my match uh, against ASU, which caused the whole team to lose, so they questioned my um, loyalty, you know. And the cigar smoking during practice. That's bullshit. First of all, if it was that close, it wasn't you that, that caused the whole thing. The whole team, there were other guys that must have lost too. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been that close. Just because, oh. you know. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys that lost. Yeah, I mean, so we end up winning, winning up losing the uh, whole match by one point or something like that. But you're right. But um, not to say they're making excuses, that's why the heavyweights get the big money, you know, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. When, but it must have been more when, than that. Uh, so why would they question, but what were you doing to question your loyalty? Were you out with girls? Were you partying? Like, they wouldn't have, like, just voted you off a team if you'd lost a match. No, I had wrestled for ASU before. You know, I had wrestled for ASU. And then oh, I was injured, oh. you know. They, and, they, oh, yeah. got it. Got it. They, Go back. So, so they, they thought because you were on their team beforehand, you were trying to ring it, rig it so that, okay, that's, that's bullshit. You would never do that. Yeah. You would never do that. No, but that's, you know, uh, no, but, uh, you know, when a bunch of uh, feelings get hurt at the uh, college level, you know, <laughs> you know, they question, they question, you know, your loyalty. But now, okay, so now Colby is bringing guys to train with, right? Colby now is bringing guys to uh, to train with. Do you think that that's going to work? Has it ever worked before where you have, like, your own fight camp? 
Sure. I mean, that's how it was before. I mean, you assemble your own people. You assemble people who are loyal to you, you know? And, um, you know, like, like with um, AKA, you know, shit, you can't go in there and beat up each other every every freaking day. You know, somebody's got to somebody's gotta go easy and take the lumps, you, you know? I mean, that's why you hire sparring partners. Sparring partners take the beating, you know? When they're in there, um, somebody's got a world title fight going on, but everybody's still trying to kill the guy. It's stupid. You got to be able to make it to the fight first before right. – you know, you become before you even work. You gotta get there healthy. You gotta get to the fight healthy. But isn't there a danger of guys? And that's that. But isn't there a danger of guys taking it easy on you and you not getting better because of it? No, no. There comes a certain point in the training. I mean, you know, when you're training, working out uh, throughout the whole throughout the whole year. You go hard, but when you're training for a fight, you know, uh, there comes uh, like a four-week period where they've got to take the lumps. They've got to go easy on the guy, you know, to a certain degree. Got you it. know, All I mean, right. if I go in there and if you and I are getting ready for a fight and you're getting ready to fight Mike Tyson and I knock you out three or four times, you know, during the course of training – I'm not helping you. I'm not benefiting you. I'm losing your jaw. You know, I've injured you for the fight. Right, right. Did anybody uh, ever try to do that to you before a fight? Oh, yeah. There were stupid-ass people in my in – my, who, um, who they were chased out, you know. We had stupid people come, and, and they would go relatively quickly. Did you ever fuck them up? Like, hey, man, what are you doing? And then you just knocked them out? Shit, partner, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. Um, you know, it's been I haven't I haven't fought in a decade, you know? Criminy. Um, you know, when you when you get ready for a fight, I was so tunnel visioned, you know, um, getting ready for a fight. Um, when my other guy saw the guy somebody uh tweaking, taking advantage of the situation. They got on him and they chased his ass out. That's good coaches right there. Good coaches. Now, uh, now, Khabib. Good coaches. My partners. My so sparring they, partners were part of that. Chased out the guys. So now they have Khabib versus Gaethje. They have a date set, um, and I, I guess if Khabib wins, they're talking about Khabib versus GSP. Now, who do you think wins, Khabib versus Gaethje, and then who do you think wins if Khabib wins versus GSP? You know, I, I'm going to be in the first fight. You know, I mean, Gagey, obviously I'm for Gagey because he's an American. But, you know, uh, common sense and loyalty, they butt heads sometimes, you know. <laughs> and um, now it could be bulletproof. He's freaking bulletproof. So when it comes to him fighting GSP, it's just going to be a coin toss. What, what is it about guys from Dagestan? Like, have you ever been over there? No. No, but, you know, I mean, the guy, any, anything with the ex-Soviet Union, 
I mean, those guys are tough. They grow up tough. You know, geez. And, um, you know, it's a fucking recovering war zone, you know, the whole thing. And uh, we got guys here that bitch and piss and moan because their milk is warm, you know. <laughs> People here, they got to walk five miles to get a clean cup of water. Yeah, yeah. So they're just tougher. They want it more. They're tougher. They're solid. It, it just it, it just means more, right? You're damn right. You're damn right. And they're fighting. I mean, that's that's the way it was, you know, for fighters back, you know, 50 years ago. You, you know, they would fight their way out of the ghetto. Now all they got to do is yell racism and they're handed a check. Well, I mean, fighters are yelling racism and they're handed a check? No, I mean, anybody that grown up in the ghetto, you know? Oh, right, but, right, yeah, right, right. Or, you know, before you'd have to fight your way to get out of the ghetto. Now, you know, uh, so you had tough people. They, have you have you mailed in your ballot for Joe Biden yet or no? <laughs> <laughs> every morning, every morning. I, I, I do my, uh, my Joe Biden wipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you think Biden is like? I grab Joe Biden. I grab my Joe Biden ballot and I smear it. <laughs> Who do you think has a better memory, you or Joe Biden? Oh shit, that's a scary one right there. Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, Torah MMA in Brazil. Uh, they they signed Bigfoot Silva uh, to fight in their promotion. Bigfoot Silva has been knocked out eight of his last nine fights, um, and they got him. They got him, and they got Barral. They got Paul Harris, who doesn't let go of uh, ankle locks, and they got Barral, uh, Hanan Barral. I mean, do you think Bigfoot Silva at this point should be fighting still? Come on. You know, that's the questionable. Scary situation. I mean, lose uh, eight of your last nine by knockout. You know, things, you know, it might be time to hang up. I mean, Gary, I like Gary Goodridge, but he fought way more than he should have. Um, and, right. you know, and he's got, obviously, he's got some, some serious mental problems, and, and which is horrible, but we should learn from that. And I feel like we're not learning for him by getting guys like Bigfoot Silva out there and other guys like that, you know? it's I understand he's a name, he's a draw, people are going to watch it because of him, but at what expense, you know? Are they going to let him do steroids too? Because in, in Brazil, that's a huge factor, especially for Bigfoot. He's such an old, old fighter, and we know when they started to test for TRT, he actually needed the TRT because he has gigantism or whatever he has. So maybe if they just pump his head full of steroids – and yeah, whatever but, he yeah, wants. Yeah, but the fight's, the fight's not in Brazil. It's in, it's in Miami. Oh, then if they're drug testing him, then he probably shouldn't fight. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's, little, that's little Cuba, right? Little Cuba now quickly becoming little Brazil. Miami little pretty Rio. much. Now, a lot of Cubans are, are yeah. pro, a lot of Cubans are pro-Trump. Guys like Hector Lombard, other guys, because they know how bad socialism was. And they fear that's where right. America's going. They have common sense. They know what, what the hell it's all about. 
these idiots nowadays, you know, they've been lied to of the grown up through the school system. They don't have a clue. Yeah, I mean, a lot, I hate to say it, but I mean, it, it, does, it does seem like some people that want socialism, it's like, well, you know, there could be some policies that are socialized. You, you don't want socialism, you know, your whole, I mean, come on. Um, so uh, a guy from uh, who trains where you're, you're at this week, Michael, uh, Ben Henderson's fighting Michael Chandler um, in Bellator. Are you going to watch this fight? No. <laughs> Bellator's never been played to me. Bellator's never been played to me, and I have no reason to give them my money. I mean, you're not giving me money. You're just turning on television, right? I mean, but, but, yeah, you give me your time. Same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, first of all, there's no reason why you not you should not be uh, calling fights. You are you are the funniest and best announcer out there. I think you and Pat Militich and Boz Rutten would be like uh, one of my dream teams, uh, especially you and Pat Militich. Pat, did you did you did you watch Pat Militich's kickboxing fight uh, two weeks ago? No, no, he had one. No. He uh, he fought Michael Nunn. We're, we're, we're. It was in it was in Iowa. Yeah, what happened? He 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 yeah. uh, lost to Michael Nunn in kickboxing, but it was pretty close. So. Oh, wow. Well, that didn't say much for Michael Nunn. I mean, Pat's what fifty-five now or seventy-five, and you know, probably his first kickboxing match. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat's had a tough time. He got two t two DUIs. Uh, that second one recently, but he's. He's doing better. He's doing all right. I like Pat. Shout out to Pat Militich. Uh, were you were, were you friends with Militich? Well, yeah. No, no. But I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. But help, Pat. I mean, they got what Uber nowadays. I mean, there's no reason for anybody to be driving drunk. Absolutely. Now he tells a story that he actually once chased Tank Abbott out of a nightclub at an after party. Uh, Tank didn't want to fight him. Yeah. Uh, who do you think would have won that fight, Tank Abbott or Pat Militich? I think Pat Militich. You know, I mean, Tank Abbott's got more goddamn excuses for losing fights than Dana White does have Ferraris. So yeah, so you think Pat Pat would have taken them, even though there's a, a kind of a big weight difference? Oh, quickly, Pat Pat would have disposed of me quickly. Oh wow! All right, there we go. You you heard it here, guys. You hear that Pat Militich would have fucked up Tank Abbott back in the day. Uh, now, if uh, if Brock Lesnar would have fought um, Josh Barnett in that dream matchup, who would have won? What year are we talking? Uh, well, weren't they supposed to fight in like Affliction or something? Like back in the back in that Affliction days. Oh really? Uh, I'd gone with Josh because Josh was. You know, Josh was steamrolling back then. You know, he was yeah. doing a hell of a job. You know? And uh, Brock hadn't really got his feet wet in the game yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, now it's a different story. I have to go the other direction. Uh, Colby Covington supposedly has signed on to fight Tyron Woodley. Uh, good fight there. I, I obviously give uh, Colby the advantage in cardio and how he's looked lately. Kobe Woodley's got the advantage in power uh, and striking. Wrestling, I'd say they're both All-Americans, even. On the ground, I don't know uh, on the ground. Uh, who do you think wins this fight? 
uh, Don Fry? I'm going to go with Colby Covington, and not just because I'm white and white lives matter, you know. I'm going to go uh, that he's a much better athlete at this point, you know, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Woodley's uh, been knocked out a few times here lately, hasn't he? He's lost. He hasn't been knocked out, but he's, he's, he's lost two out of his last three. And, uh, look, Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, uh, every, every, everyone's white Lives Matter. matter all all everyone's lives. lives. Everybody black, white, everybody. Everybody's lives matters. Um, so, uh, right. And, and no, <laughs> well, let's not get into this. I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> uh, all right. And finally, uh, so, so Mike Perry issued an apology. Uh, so Mike Perry, um, I know last time he found out he was going to be a father. Uh, and you know, so he, he got into a bar fight. He beat up five guys in a bar. He, he said the N word a couple times. He's a little out of control, good fighter, great, great fighter. Um, but he says, I want to be a better role model uh, for my family, for my unborn son, my queen, who's his girlfriend and trainer, and for myself, so I can learn the respect I deserve, earn the respect I deserve. To my sponsors and my bosses at UFC, I want to apologize for how my actions have impacted our relationships. I will be better all around. Uh, have you ever had to make that kind of apology, Don? Oh, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. I don't remember. <laughs> what did what did you what did you do? I did I did a lot of drinking during my heyday, so you know that goes along with drinking. Shit, you can't. You these. Know, I mean, short of killing somebody, you can't hold everything they do against them while they're drinking against them. Well, come on. I mean, yeah, somebody's drink, they're so responsible for how they act. Even you can't use, I was drunk as an excuse to act like a maniac, beat people up at bars. Right. But, I mean, who started the goddamn fight? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I would, I would, I would probably, I mean, I would guess Mike Perry. I don't know. I wasn't there. I have, I have no, I have no idea. Uh, Mike Perry seems like, a pretty good dude if you just don't fuck with him um, or cross him. Um, but alcohol is probably not his friend. Same thing with Conor McGregor. Some guy mouths off, says his, his whiskey is shit, and he doesn't expect to get popped in the mouth? Come on. You say something like that, you're going to get dropped in your ass. <laughs> yes and no, but at the same time, every time someone says something to you like, like, I mean, words don't hurt you. You go to go out and just punch somebody for saying your whiskey shit. I mean, what you're, you look, is it, is it worth it? Is it, is it, is it worth like all the fucking bullshit you have to deal with afterwards? Wait, you just said words don't hurt you, but not, but a minute ago, you're saying, uh, the guy shouldn't have said, you know, words. Uh, you know, so which I'm one is it? Words are. Words can hurt you, okay? But somebody's saying, look, someone says something about my daughter, uh, like out of line, yeah, you're gonna get popped, okay? Or you're gonna get fucked with, back. Somebody says something like that. Somebody says, right. like, somebody says your whiskey sucks. Are you gonna go punch him in the face? I mean, come on. Aren't there levels to this? Well, what if I say your, your comedy routine sucks? 
I, I, get, I, get, I get it told all the time. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't go punch somebody in the face for doing that, especially if I'm the best fighter in the world. That, that's as much as that sucks to hear, you can't, you can't physically. Well, that's your, that's your living, right? Yeah, but that, that's, you know what? That's People what are entitled to their opinions of my comedy routine. I mean, so, I mean, Don, somebody says to you, Don, you know, your fighting sucks. Are you, are you, are you going to go punch him in the face at a bar? Come on. <laughs> it depends on which fight they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you got to, you can't use violence is not the answer, especially if some fucking idiot at a bar says something. And as much as it sucks, you'd like to punch the person, you do have a responsibility to, to not hurt people physically. You know? Oh shit! They have responsibility. They have responsibility to keep their mouth shut. You know that? If why am I gonna mess with a loaded gun? Why am I gonna mess with a loaded gun? They're morons. They're morons. And you know what? A punch in the face will will teach them a lesson, but at the expense of you getting losing your job, getting kicked out of the UFC, being sued, fucking having all this bullshit happen to you. Like, is it is it worth it? Is it is it worth it? Is it worth you going to jail for? Well, that's why. That's why the country is in such a shithole position it is because we are not allowed to knock people on their ass when they mouth off. If if people got knocked on their ass more, they would behave themselves. And I I agree. I I agree with that. But at the same time. You have to go, is the ju juice worth the squeeze? Is this worth it, okay? And the answer is almost no, always no, you know? Unfortunately, okay. Okay, so the country, okay, the but, country okay, keeps okay. going downhill. All right, so you punching somebody at a bar is not going to help the country. Unless they're a terrorist. It is one person at a time. <laughs> one person at a time. <laughs> I thought you just said you just were like, gonna like wasn't this about you apologizing? Wasn't this you saying you apologize? The whole thing was like, have you, ever, have you ever felt bad about something? And you said yes, and now you're completely defending the, this behavior. So what's going on? No, I didn't. Yes, I said I'm sure I have. Uh, uh, Wean Dog, what are your thoughts on this? Well, if you look at Mike Perry's case uh, versus Conor McGregor, I am always an advocate for legal action. Uh, Mike Perry, what he did, I think he was in the legal right because the other old man, you know, even though he's an old man, he did charge him and push him. And once that happens, do you have the legal right to defend well, yourself? Were there like four people there? I don't know. I think just, I, just, I just saw the old man come charge at him. And then okay. he just, Mike Perry, like gave him a right hook. I don't think he should have fucking knocked the old man out considering his age and probably health. Maybe tackle him or just, you know, do whatever you can to defend yourself. You shouldn't knock him, you know, knock him out though. Maybe you, sh you should teach him a lesson. Oh, wait, what, are you supposed to <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Carry a red cape around with you all the time and go, Toro, Toro, you know, step to the side. I don't know. If that's what you want to do, that'd be badass. But with, with McGregor, he probably did deserve to get knocked on his ass. But when you're like a public figure like Mike Perry, you might want to, you know, consider an alternate way of putting a dude out like that. Maybe you just, you know, kick him in the nuts or something. So you're supposed to, so you're supposed to go belly up. 
you're supposed to roll over belly up for every asshole out there who wants to feel good about themselves and mouth off to you. No, <laughs> maybe. No, nobody's nobody's saying that. But and then as far as McGregor goes, Wing Dog. I don't think McGregor was in the right to punch him. I I think there was a, probably a better way to resolve it. Just you know. I think I don't know because I think that was that was an Ireland, what, right? I don't know the Irish, Ireland, Ireland, Ireland laws. You know, maybe that's legal in Ireland. You know, but he could have bought the guy a shot of whiskey and proven to him, no, it's not bad. <laughs> you get a free shot. I don't know. Just maybe don't punch an old man. Not a you know if he's not attacking you. I mean, the guy's entitled to his opinion. Like, okay, your your alcohol sucks. Not nice. Dick move. Guy's a shithead. But. To go out there and crack the guy in the face, like, is that, that's the answer, Don? Anytime someone says something to you that, like, is kind of a dickish thing to say, you can go crack him in the face? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. Well, listen, I mean, Don Fry, I mean, your world would probably be a lot safer. People would have more respect. And, uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately, that's not the case right now, you know? And if somebody says, Adam, your comedy sucks, and I go punch him in the face, and then they sue me, and it cost me $50,000, $100,000, that money that could've went to my kid, but now I gotta fucking pay this lawyer because somebody could crack in the face. That's a, it's a, it's a bonehead move, and uh, it's not the, the and, and the bigger picture is the wrong thing to do. And you gotta look at the bigger picture sometimes. What? Why is it the wrong thing to do? Because this, I, this asshole, you know, because that money, because that money, because that money, now I got a criminal charge against me. I may lose my job at the coaching wrestling, and I got to spend money that could have went to my kid and my wife to some fucking lawyer to defend this bullshit. So all that is a fucking right. mess. So you're supposed to, you're, so you're supposed to tuck your dick between your legs and go slinking off every time somebody says something to you. Unfortunately, yes. Not every time. Depending on what they say. There's all that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with our country. That's what's wrong with our country. There's always there's always a limit. There's always a limit. You can't say anything. You can't say anything. But somebody's saying your comedy sucks or your alcohol sucks, you gotta those gotta you gotta roll off the thing. I mean there's there's a limit. I mean somebody says look, somebody's somebody's father if all of a sudden if like someone my dad died and somebody says something shit about my dad the next fucking day, I probably would punch the guy in the face. You know, like, like there's certain things where you're gonna go, okay, fine, that person needs to get a fucking punch in the face. But somebody saying your alcohol sucks when you just made $900 million on your fucking alcohol, and, and come on, like that's gonna get you to punch him in the face? Like that, that's, that's, the, that's the tipping point? I mean, what are we talking about? So, when do you stop when you say you're right my alcohol is bad let me show you my um my receipt my sales receipts wow i made 900 I million I, I, I don't have all the answers. i have all the answers but you can't just go around and punch you in the face you can't there, there are rules to this game and maybe you can i mean you, so you, you live by your yeah, own rules so you have to eat so you have to tuck your dick between your legs and eat everybody's shit for the rest of your life not everybody shit the rest of my life, okay? But yeah, like of course, there's times where like you 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 can't just do what you want all the time, even if even if you think you're justified. I can't. Maybe you can. Wean dog, can you? 
No, but maybe maybe you can teach them a lesson. Just make sure there's no cameras around. Make sure you can't get caught. Just beat them until they're unconscious so they can't remember anything. You know, that's the biggest problem in the world today is everything is on camera. All these incidents that we're talking about, we're all filmed right. on camera. So just find a way to beat the shit out of this guy with no one seeing it, no one watching it, no, there's no video okay, evidence. Okay, you know? make the costume on and fucking hop out of the woods. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, if that's what it takes. I mean, Don, how many street fights? Have well, you, you beat that up. Beat the hell out of the guy and then offer everybody a thousand dollars to uh, delete what they have on their phone. <laughs> I mean, you'll save a lot more money, right? There you go. Yeah. I mean, if there's 50 people, 50 people, that's only $50,000. So, you know, you saved yourself a, a ton of money. And the guy <laughs> learned his lesson, maybe. Oh, yeah. God, I think you need a book called Life Lessons with Don Fry. I honestly think that, like, it would be a best <laughs> Life, how to deal, how, I think to be, so too. how to be a real man in 2020. I think that's, I think that's what the world needs right now. For real. Honestly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what happened here in um, Tucson is some white guy on the side of BLM walked up and punched a black cop. So stupid. Now, is that the dumbest thing you heard? Yes, of course. That, 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 obviously. That, yeah. But yeah. that's what's going on. That's what's going on in today's society. I don't think that's the norm, I, I, but I think that that guy's an idiot and should be arrested, and hopefully he does a lot of time. I mean, you, and also, what an idiot. I mean, you can't just be like, Black Lives Matter as long as they agree with me. Like, like no, like, they all matter. Right. Well, that seems to be, that seems to be, you know, their, their modem, their MO, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a lot of people just, like, they only care about people who agree with them. It's like, what? The, the whole point of America is that we have free speech with freedom of ideas, all to express how we are. You can't just cut off someone's opinion because they don't agree with you. That's not the whole point that this is, like, it's beyond. It's beyond me why people think that way. Um, hopefully it'll change. Well, listen, Don Because Fry, they have been knocked on their ass. They never got knocked, they have not been knocked on their ass when they were I, kids. You know what? I agree. I'd say yeah, a majority, they're, they're I would say a majority of fighters, uh, people out there, people who have gotten knocked on their ass, I wouldn't say they're Trump supporters, but they're definitely like not for cancel culture. Very polite. Very polite, and they're not. Armed societies, and they're also I mean, for opening to. Come I, on, yeah. most most fighters. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Most of your no, fighters are polite, are polite. Yeah, 100%. Right? Almost all of them. Almost all of them. Because they've been asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Don, it's always an honor to have you on. Uh, you're the best. Uh, we're not worthy. Wean Dog, great seeing you. Take care. Have a good rest of the week, guys. Love you guys. Yeah, yeah.